0: Welcome to Original Mind Zen Sangha. Today's Dharma talk is given by Andre Tasan Hallo. Tonight's talk is called For the Sake of. I think we should approach our practice the same way that we do taking a stroll around the neighborhood or maybe through through the park, um, unless you're trying to burn off calories, walk the dog, or uh, maybe digest your food. When we say we want to go for a walk, there's usually no purpose in mind, other than just going for the walk itself, maybe to enjoy the company of somebody that you're with, have a private conversation. But when I go for a walk, it's usually just to go for a walk. That's the way I, I think of it. It's the most uh, innocuous of activities. We just. Off we go, purposeless, kind of wherever we wind up, we wind up. But eventually we're gonna make our way home. You know, we may make a left at this street and then a right here, break up our old habits um, of where we know there's normal circuits that we walk, but we pretty much make our way um, as chance will have it. And I think that's such an apt metaphor for the way that we should or sometimes should view our practice. Because in our means to an ends driven minds, we tend to look at everything as just a means to an ends, just one more stepping stone to something else. Uh, This is perpetuated and instilled from the very earliest stage. We go to school in order to go to school some more. So this way we could get a job and become a productive member of society and get the house or the car and the dog cat, what have you. This is a very dangerous assumption because it it constantly pits us against our lives and diminishes the the value of what we're doing at this present moment because after all, this really doesn't matter. It's just an in-between. It's a prologue on the way to the next chapter. And so everything is just kind of building momentum for the constant delayed gratification, delayed value for something that's Constantly eluding us in this mythical thing we call the future. And this is what the Buddha calls dukkha, which is that state of dissatisfaction. Even when, we're, even when we feel to be satisfied for a moment, uh, well, we might start to get anxious that it's not going to last long. Um, rather than viewing reality the way that it is, which is constantly shifting, selfless, and uh, completely unreliable. Uncertain. A couple of weeks ago, I said that that's the good news and the bad news because the bad news is uh, the good news, which is that um, we can never rely upon anything for too long. Right? A moment from now, I can drop dead from a stroke. I hope I don't, but that's possible. <clears throat> Just ask the people of Pompeii. Right? We 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 don't know. And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that anything can happen at basically any moment. But uh, when we shift the center of our lives away from the, the end result, for instance, brushing our teeth, when we stop saying, well, I'm brushing my teeth in order to have good gums and clean teeth and so forth, and we shift our attention back to the actual act of brushing our teeth, then it becomes the means and the ends into itself. And in that way, everything becomes sacred. Everything has the potential to be revitalized, infused with an enormous amount of vitality and value, because this moment is it. The question that haunts people today is, well, why are we here? What's the purpose of life? What's the meaning? I mean, of course, that's, that's laden with a pres- very strong implicit presumption, which is that there is a meaning. And even before that, that, that reality follows the laws of logic, and Zen cuts, off, cuts immediately through that and points to reality itself, because reality precedes logic. There are no whys or becauses in reality that's the human mind's way of finding patterns in order to fill in the blank uh, increase happiness survival etc why because when the storm when the, uh, the clouds look dark that fits into a useful pattern, which is run for cover, because there might be a storm, you might get struck by lightning, there might be a flood. And that's helpful. But in the great way, this moment exists simply for for itself. And when we treat it that way, not only are we less prone to suffering, but that I that suffers in the first place gets worn away a little, eroded, because there's just experience. Like when you're watching a great film, you're not thinking, wow, I'm enjoying myself right now. The moment you do, you're jarred out of the experience. <clears throat> Instead, when you're at a great concert, there's just the music. There's really no gap at all between you, the experiencer per se, and the pianist, or even the notes that are being emitted from that piano. It's all just, and this is where the Zen hits the ground. That, that's where Zen leads us. And, and uh, that's not to say that it amputates the use of logic, because it doesn't. Um, when you're doing your taxes, you can't just send the IRS this. That doesn't, that's not going to work. So we can't throw um, the conventional out entirely. Rather, we see that both work harmoniously so that when we go for that walk, well, if we have to be back by 6 o'clock because that's dinner time or we have an appointment, then by all means, we have to be back by that time. And the the person who's navel-gazing, lost in uh, the experience of smelling the flowers and watching the bees, might get home at 6.30 and find a cold plate of dinner and an angry spouse or partner. So I encourage you to, to view your practice or our lives in general as yet another stroll through the neighborhood. But make sure you come home on time. That was Andre Taysan Hallo Thank you for joining Original Mind Zen Sangha. Oh. <laughs>